Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Um, uh, before we introduce the fabulous Maya Jammer, who's our guest for today, I'm just going to get that out of the way. I know Rupert's already looked shocked that I've named the guest for the show. The no. reason, <laughs> the, the reason I, I, I before, well, look, let's get that out of the way. Maya Jammer's here, but b- before we talk to Maya, I just want to announce that for the first time on these Zoom records, Rupert has got lighting that that makes him not look like a sex offender. Which yeah. is, oh, just so you know, really? mine was just like a little spotlight that was just like, yeah. <laughs> Only see like that much. The, the best ones, <laughs> the best ones, are where Rupert just was relying on natural light. But yeah. gradually, as the, as the episode would go on, he would just look more and more criminal. It was it was. Someone on Instagram called me a cat killer. I don't know what that. <laughs> oh my god! Well, have you seen that documentary? There's the oh, cat yeah. killing guy. Yeah. Like him in that shot, maybe. Yeah. That's not someone you want to look like. Nah. Good looking geezer. If you you know if you don't talk about cats, he's quite a good bloke. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so, Maya, how are you? I'm all right, thanks. I'm good. I'm really excited to be here. I've heard a lot of talk about this podcast. Have you? I've not really listened to the whole thing before, but I've, I've heard clips. Yeah. Well, the truth is, uh, the podcast is. So, I'm saying this is a compliment to you. So, the podcast recently, and I'm laying my cards on the table, has been a fucking shambles over the last month or so, a couple of months, six months, a year. Yeah. Because. because of, yeah. Because You've of the pandemic, lockdown. lockdown um, we, right. we just haven't been able to do it consistently because of like booking guests and stuff. So what we have done is when whenever we do put one out, we make sure yeah. we go big with the guests. Yeah. So you fit that criteria. That's why. Oh, thanks. That's really nice. I know. Thanks. I know. No, it's very nice. But, but it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. But, but the truth is, is that the truth is, is that. Um, yeah, uh, the, one of the, when we started doing a podcast, somebody we were asking for advice on the best thing to do, and somebody said ninety percent of the battle is regularity. Yeah, you know, so that right. listeners know when the, when the episode's coming. That took us about a year to work that out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And so now we're in a situation where once every other month we might shit out an episode of this. That's basically where we're at now. Um, welcome. So. I mean, people should be happy with what they're getting. Thank you. The thank you. It's free. Yeah. It's well. free. It's really fucking hard time. So just appreciate <laughs> thank it. Thank you, Maya. Thank you. So uh, what, what have you been up to? What have you been working on and stuff? Um, I've been doing bits and bobs. I just finished a new series of Glow Up. Um, which is BBC show mm-hmm. and it's super exciting. Something that's right up your alley. It's all about makeup and, right. you know, people that want to be the next big makeup star. So loads of looks, loads of glam, so, all that kind so, of stuff. So can I tr- tell you something? I, I, for the first time in my life, outside of, t- of television, yeah. uh, tr- tried men's makeup recently. Because some, somebody had recommended, okay. recommended, have you heard of war paint? No. Yeah, I have. So War Paint is like a men's makeup company. They have to call it War Paint because otherwise people just, oh, fuck, you know, I need something to say, I fucking wore it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds masculine. I'm War Paint on, I'm going to put on some concealer before I fucking choke a man out. Um, <laughs> so I tried some of that. You know what? You do look fabulous. You, 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 what was you it, put... covering your whole fa- face or mascara? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, not covering my whole face, bro. Well, you know what I meant? Like, is it specifically for your eyes or... I don't know. I'm not a makeup expert. Well, the the, the key ingredients, Ma, you can uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Anyway. The key ingredients in this yeah. particular package that I tried was uh, a little bit of primer to sort of take the mm-hmm. shine off and prep your skin. Mm. There, there, Very key. There was also a bit of tinted moisturiser. 
Lovely. Uh, there was also a little bit of concealer. I get the old panda eyes, as you know, Rupert, but you're often yeah. commenting on them. And then, well, actually, Ramesh, yeah, go on. you need to get some midge masks, which is my eye masks. They saw out the dark eyes. Well, okay. Now, I tried this mask on Sunday brunch. You, you and I... You did. Yes. Yeah. And it was great. It was great. So that is what I need, is it, rather than concealer? Yeah, those really help. I'm promoting them to men as well, because for some reason, men don't think they need to do skincare stuff. But you lot look more knackered than us. Yeah. So I'm like, why are you not taking care of the under eye, you know? But anyway, I did a Facebook, I did a Facebook live the other day, um, just like a thing, you know, during lockdown, checking with people. The first, I think it, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. The first ten comments were, "You look really tired." <laughs> For <lunch time. laughs> yeah, but we are tired. It's tiring times. Um, <laughs> so glow ups wrapped. Is it? Have you done? Have you done it all? Yeah, that's all done. It was a very intense schedule because obviously it's. COVID. So they had us all isolating in like a bubble. So I was actually allowed to touch the contestants and, you know, be close instead of wearing a massive visor. Um, but I've never done a show where like, because I suppose I was like the contestant's friend. So it's more than just, you know, hey, this is what you're doing today. Like you're kind of like the emotional support system and you're fully involved in every aspect. If they have a little sad time, you're the one that goes and comforts them and stuff. So I felt like a mix between like a makeup glam presenter and like dr phil at times did you feel any did you feel any pressure doing that um a little bit it was weird because it was so, i was so grateful to be doing it and i felt so lucky like hey look i've got a show i don't have to sit at home just like merit every day it was nice to have a distraction and you know actually be working but it was extra intense more so than it would be if it was normal life because you're just whacking them out plus everyone on set is scared that someone's going to get corona and the whole series gets locked off so you have to just you know what I mean? Everything has to get done that day. Yeah, a little bit of pressure, but I did really enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I was the, I've been doing recording the Ranganation at the moment. And so the way that we do that show is I'm the only one in the studio yeah. and the Ranganation and the guests are all on Zoom from home, right? But So I walk through the studio and basically nobody wants me to get COVID. Obviously, nobody wants anyone to get COVID, mm. but in particular, yeah. the show shuts down if I get COVID. So I'm like the most unpopular fucker in the studio. Like, as soon as I walk down any corridor, everyone like dives <laughs> behind doors and like pulls up face masks, runs away. It's like, it's horrendous. Right, right? Before anyway, wasn't it? Before the pandemic. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Very it's good. hard for a touchy person. It's a big struggle because I'm like a hugger. I'm a hand holder, you know what I mean? Like a stroke for affection, all that kind of stuff. So I'm just, I feel really rigid and like... Yeah, but that shit, that shit, even after we get back out of this, you're going to have to revisit those habits, aren't you? What, like stop touching people? Well, I'm not saying, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean it, I didn't, I didn't mean you to take Dude, it like personally. that, but I just mean like, you know, there's, cer- there's certain things that aren't going to come back. Like handshaking, that's probably gone, isn't it? To be fair, handshaking was always really unhygienic because they could have been like scratching their ass, anything, and then hello. Mm. Well, I, just even when you think about where your own hands have been, and I think I don't like. Do you know what I mean? And that, and then I'm re- I'm trusting yeah. other people to look after their hands, and then I'm I am using the thing I used to eat with to touch their hand that I don't know what, you know, like it, really COVID aside, yeah. it's an unacceptable practice. I mean, yeah. And you famously do a handshake for sort of far too long, arguably. Me? Yeah, I definitely do. It's a good habit for you to get out of. Yeah, I, 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 like to, I like to shake hands and look people directly in the eye for up to sort of a full minute. <laughs> just real. to, see what, see, just to see what they're made of. And you tell them about your war paint. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just to add on that war paint stuff as well, I think it's great that men are delving into the makeup world as well because it is. And I'm also convinced that a lot of men that we... So I say we, I used to fancy on telly and stuff. They looked surprisingly fresh all the time, always glowing and everything. They were definitely on the concealers. Yeah, 100%. Always. 100%. Yeah, it's just, it was secret back then. Now it's not. Um, well, Maya, look, we, uh, listen, I think, Rupert, I think you should dabble a bit, mate. <laughs> I'm going, especially with this lighting. Yeah, yeah that light's perfect for like giving yourself a bit of a glow. Showing my ruddiness. Well, Maya, thank you so much for joining us. Now, obviously, uh, you're a hip hop fan. Now, behind uh, behind the curtain of this show, we 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 send questions in advance to people so they can have a think about what they're going to say. Because we ask them, we ask, we don't ask tricky questions, but you know, it's nice for people to have a think about it beforehand. Now, yeah. f- we ask you, we always ask what people's favourite hip hop album is, right? And uh. you said uh, J Cole. 
but actually, you don't have a favourite album of J. Cole's, do you? It's just kind of J. Cole in general, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, well, I was asked on the spot, favourite album, and I was like, oh, I'm J. Cole, and then I said the warm-up, but actually, when I was looking through the songs, it's not really the warm-up. I just like particular songs from J. Cole around that era. I think he was the first hip-hop artist that I proper like that wasn't grime, basically, that I got really into at a young age. And what is it about J. Cole that you think you like? I love a story. Like, I'm super, super into lyrics. So I'm the type of person that at a party, I'll be like, did you hear that lyric? And I, like, explain to my friends what a lyric was. And I really do listen to words in songs, so that's what makes me like a, like a song in the first place. And he tells the sickest stories. There's a song called Killers... That is like my ultimate, ultimate favourite. But I don't even know if it's on an album. I think it might be a mixtape or something. It's like one of his first early tunes. And he's like painting the picture of somebody that got arrested for killing someone. And then from like the mum's perspective, from the murderer's perspective. from And he paints it so perfectly that you actually envision all of it. Mama, I just killed a man. My body's still trembling. Can you feel my hand? Don't shed no tears. It won't be long before they find out it was me, mama. This may be the last time you see me free, man. Don't spend it crying. You did your best, me. I was blessed. No, you were stressed trying to keep me out the streets. Me ducking police, trying not to make a peep to wake you up out of your sleep. A drunken high fool, skipping class, flunking high school. I know you talk. I was gonna start rapping it, but that's a bit much. No, I would have loved that. I, do you know what? I felt like you're winding up to something there, and then you. I, well, there's a verse on it that I really love, but I've got like out a lot of the words. You can swear on this, but like the N word, I won't say. So okay. he goes. <laughs> There's the verse at the end that says, Tell you what it is, I'm a Pictionary that put his dick in every chick in every city that he went to. Went hard like the rent do till he met the wrong chick. Her man just came home ex-convict, fucking around with them drillers. Don't make me turn into a killer. There's more than that. Yes! Come on! <laughs> he's basically saying, like, I didn't it. put the best bit in, but he goes, Tell you what it is, I'm a Pictionary. And she don't give a fuck. No missionary, rap visionary, paint a picture, Pictionary. Tell you what it is, I'm a visionary. I knew it put his dick in a chicken a city. Yeah, that's how it goes. But it's just great because you imagine it, the man coming home after being released from jail, someone shagging his missus, he kicks off, then he kills him and murder on the dance floor. Yeah, it's off. That's what I would do if somebody... To be honest with you, actually, the truth is, if I came home and Lisa would be someone else, I'd say to her, well done, for sort of showing... Like, it's about time that you sort of stepped up and... Try to improve your own situation. It's how long your stretch is, though. If it was, like, just a week or something. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're shooting everyone. <laughs> but either, either or. But, yeah, I just think he's a really good he's a really good picture painter, and that's what that's what gets me going. It, how... We, we've, bearing in mind that you're really into lyrics, um, yeah. how important is the production then to you? Like, if, if a tune lyrically is great, but, you know, we've all heard tunes like that where you sort of think, this person can rap, but... Mm. This beat is horrendous. Is that yeah. you know, what sort of leads you into it? I don't know. I think, yeah, there has to be obviously a decent beat, but I'm still cool to listen to like an a cappella rhyme or one that's just so basic if the lyrics are amazing, you know, like those probably just in the background kind of songs and then the lyrics being great. But it depends because songs with great lyrics I want to sit on my own and listen to and take in. But then if I'm in a party, I probably don't want to hear J. Cole Killers. I want to hear like, Migos where I don't even understand the word they're fucking saying, you know? <laughs> and it's just, ah, and I'll get down to that. So it depends on the vibe, I think. Yeah. So are you a headphones person then? Like, will you often listen? I'm definitely a headphoner. Or I'm just straight out, like in a taxi or whatever. I'll put my orcs in. You know, when you do, do you, how many Ubers are you getting these days? I mean, pre, well, pre pandemic. Yeah, pre pandemic. I don't drive. I, I'm like a hazard to the roads. I've not done a test before, but I did a couple of lessons and I just felt like I was way behind in driving development i just i don't think i'm safe on the roads yet so i do always live in a taxi so when when you get into an uber and they and yeah. on occasion they say do you want to put on your music yeah you do that yeah all the time so i can't I request it really yeah i say can i put my songs they on? don't offer that up as much as they used to mm, pre-pandemic i sit in the front of taxis what? <laughs> yeah, uh, my friends think I'm a nutter. Why? It, I love Why? It. Why? <laughs> because A, I like to look in the mirror because a lot of the time the reason I'm getting a taxi is because I need to like, I'm late. i got to do my makeup in the car. So the mirror situation. And I love the chat. I'm a chatter in the car. And also easy access to the aux or charger. I just think it's just a lot better. So I always just, um, do you mind sitting in the front? But now, obviously you're not allowed. 
I absolutely <laughs> cannot relate to that in the slightest. You're just you're, you're in the boot with your headphones on, mate. If I could be if I could be in sidecar, I would be. <laughs> I, I'm really bad because I, I I'm just not good at um, at small talk really. So when when I start talking to the driver, sometimes when you get to know him, you know, sometimes like when you're doing a job and they send the same driver, you know, you get drivers for TV jobs and they send the same driver every yeah. time. I don't mind that because you get to know the guy and it's, you know, and it's it's a nice chat. But the the whole first thing, first getting in the car, that fuck, I, I can't, man. That's not for you. Oh, i got to put some You turn up with your headphones sort of already on just as... I'm like this. Hey, man, you're good. You've been busy. I'm just sort of lowering it onto my ear. Like, you're going to have to really say something. <laughs> I, I, I had a thing where... I was walking along, had my headphones on, and somebody stopped me and asked me to take my headphones off. So I took my headphones off, and he just went, "Are you Ramesh?" And I went, "Yeah." And he went, "Oh, cool. I thought you were." And the rage, <laughs> the rage that I felt that I'd had to take my headphone off, fucking do an ID confirmation for this guy, was so. I was fucking furious, man. I can imagine. Furious. Yeah. Okay, well, look, th- that is something that we can we can agree to disagree on. But J. Cole, absolutely great, great choice, great choice. Do you love him? I do love him. Yeah, I, I, I do. he's quite he's quite divisive actually in, in some ways because like there, the, every, I don't think anybody doubts that what you're saying about him. He's a great storyteller. He's a great lyricist, and he comes from that uh, that school of uh, that that new hip hop that feels like it's the purest type of hip-hop. You know, like, for example, you mentioned the Migos. There are lots of hip-hop fans that find Migos, you know, <laughs> find Migos offensive, right? Because right. because it, they, it, to their mind, it doesn't respect the traditions of the music or whatever. It's moved to a place I that they don't like. Whereas J. Cole yeah. isn't like that. You know, people that like, people that are like golden era hip-hop heads still respect what J. Cole does. And, th- you know, he's one of the, he's one of the good ones. Do you know what I mean? He's one <laughs> he's, of the good he's ones. He's a yeah, he's, he's one of the good ones. Yeah. But equally... You chat to him in a taxi. Yeah, from the back seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, I, but, um, I think that uh, some people just think it isn't... Um, it's not... He's He doesn't do, like, bangers. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not viscerally... Yeah. I think you kind of have to compromise sometimes because it's really rare that you get an artist that has, like, all the wordplay, all the intelligent lyrics, if you like, for the rap fans and has a club hit or like a song that's good for the radio yeah. that's why there's who's that got that song that's like not for the radio there's a rapper that's got a song called not for the radio oh I don't know I can't remember it might even be Wretch or something I'm not sure but yeah, yeah it, it's kind of like you can't really well it's rare that you'll get a top 10 if you're going deep and talking about real life problems and na 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 because that's not what the general public usually want to hear no but but and then also you get this thing where like um the, tr- the truth is, is like a lot of these rappers that really are, you know, when people are like hardcore about lyrics, th- mm. you're then rapping in a very dense way that that kind of does that doesn't always lend itself to musicality. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you're sort of just going da da da. Whereas like, so, like that's why somebody like a Kendrick is so amazing because he can sort of do both of those things. Do you know what I mean? Where like you'll hear a really lyrically dense thing from him, but then. You'll also hear something where he's play- he's using his voice as an instrument. Uh, you know, it's, it's. Do you know what that last album? I actually forgot about that because his last album is probably one of my favourites as well, Kendrick's, and Good Kid, Mad City. I used to work in retail. I used to work at Urban Outfitters, and they had that album on repeat. So I literally learned it backwards. And it, that's another story. Like you literally go through the motions of him in Compton and growing up and yeah. all that stuff. Amazing album. Here's a little bit that we like to pull. How did you get into hip hop? So uh, how did you first get into hip-hop, Maya? Was it through grime that you ended up moving into hip-hop or were you listening to everything at the same time? Well, it was, yeah, it was like a mix. I have a really young mum. My mum had me at 18, so she was like my first realm of music knowledge. And she played so much music in the house, mainly like Garage and like Soulful House, that kind of stuff she was into. But I remember my first hip-hop album, I suppose I would have heard, was Eminem's Marshall Mothers LP. And she bought it and me and my brother, he's two years younger than me, like stole the album and went to listen to it because we knew it was like well naughty and that. And we'd go up and learn all the like sweary songs and everything. And that became one of my first favourite albums, I feel like, before I even knew really what hip hop was or anything. I was like, I like this guy. He says he's going to like batter his mum. 
at the time when you're seven, you think, <laughs> oh God, a wild person. Yeah, anarchy. So like, yeah, as like a seven-year-old or however old I was at the time, I think we just liked the rebellious side of, of Eminem back then. They said I can't rap about being broke no more. They say I can't rap about coke no more. Ah! Slut, you think I won't choke no more till the vocal cords don't work in his throat no more? Ah! These motherfuckers are thinking I'm playing, thinking I'm saying this shit because I'm thinking it just to be saying it. Ah! Put your hands down, bitch, I ain't gonna shoot you. I'ma pull you to this bullet and put it through you. Ah! Shut up, slut, you're causing too much chaos. Just bend over and take it like a slut, okay, ma? Oh, now he's raping his own mother, abusing a horse, snorting coke, and we gave him the Rolling Stone cover? You goddamn right, bitch. And so I'm your mum bought it for herself? Yeah. And then yeah, you nick it. And when you listen to the, an album that has a song about him killing his missus and putting her in the <laughs> boot of the car. And then. You know what you're like when you're a child. You just think anything naughty is like fun. Just like, oh my God, what? He's going to hit. So, oh, he's going to do that. Oh, like, it's so fun, isn't yeah. it? Like, like you, it's weird that the older you become, the more offended it should be the other way but it feels like reverse like, there's so many records that I listened to back in the day like I just think oh yeah that was cool and then now I listen to it and go oh that's a bit it's gonna do he's gonna do what to a what that sounds a bit <laughs> well I didn't understand half the lyrics back then as well so he'd be saying words and saying he's gonna do things I didn't know what that meant yeah. I just knew like the jokey ones like pissing and pooing and that yeah but if you don't so. and also if you like swearing there's a song in it called I just don't give a fuck. And then there's a, another song called I Still Don't Give a Fuck. I mean, it's like great, isn't it? If, if, Perfect. But fans are swearing. When you're not allowed to swear at home as well, and you can't swear, but the song's in the background and your mum's playing, and that's when you shout every F word. <laughs> you played it, you know? Um, and then did you carry on listening to Eminem? Yeah, I loved When I was younger, I feel like around that era, it was the 90s, wasn't it? I was born in 94, so I don't know how old I would have been that. Around 70, something like that. And... Yeah, he was he was the goat back then for me anyway. I absolutely loved him because of his recklessness, and I wanted to be reckless like Eminem. Not understanding the damage of some of his words that I do now. But at the time, as a little reckless child, you're like, <sighs> he felt like I don't know. He just felt like the only one that didn't give a shit. And and to young people, I think that's what you want, isn't it? It's like somebody that doesn't give a shit. And I love the song, still to this day, one of my favourite songs, and I'm going to forget the bloody name of it, the one with Dr. Dre and he's got the these voices. Yeah, Guilty Conscience. There we are, Guilty Conscience, still one of my favourite things ever. But then when I listen to the lyrics now, I'm like, I can't even bloody sing this, this is wild. <laughs> All right, stop. Now before you walk in the door, the slicker store and try to get money out the drawer, you better think of the consequence. Who are you? I'm your motherfucking conscience. That's nonsense. Go in, gap on the money and run to one of your aunt's cribs and borrow a damn dress to one of her brown wigs. I'm telling you, need a place to stay. You'll be safe for days if you shave your legs with Renee's razor blades. Yeah, but if it all goes... But he's got that one, he's like, look at her bush. He's got hair. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's very yeah, that, good. That, yeah, that is, that is the... Uh, that's the really, that's the bit where it goes over, isn't it? Like, there's a few, I'd say violence in that, but you know, uh, yeah, that's a, a step too far. Has your view changed on that now, though, with regards to him? Like, do you feel like, uh, in hindsight, it isn't okay to be saying those sort of things on, on a record? I mean, I will always have that, like, memory of loving and shouting those songs but then now I suppose I would be definitely a lot more conscious of what I'm singing along to because I'm like we well, can't talk about that no. but it's, it's like the battle in your mind of like okay I like that song but I do not like the message and sometimes you can it's okay and sometimes it's like no that's too far I've got to drop that song completely out my, my, my list and I think that song I've probably had to drop out my list but have you dropped have you dropped songs out your list then yeah I've dropped a couple songs out my list, which is sad. But for different reasons, like I dropped Future out because he cheated on Sierra and I just didn't like that. So I dropped him out for that. <laughs> and then I dropped like, yeah, a few of the new age rappers for silly stuff they've done. I've just been like, no, fuck him off. What, just because you don't like him? Well, just they've been like really horrible people. And then I'm like, I'm just not going to listen to your music because you're just not a nice person, you know? But then also around that time, I forgot to say as well, my dad looks a little bit like Tupac. And because of that, I was obsessed with Tupac also when I was younger. And so I love, love Tupac. I was Tupac over Biggie every single time. Tupac over Biggie? Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tupac over Biggie? What, you're Biggie over Tupac? Thomas is welling up. What? Fuck. I'm not, what, you're Tupac I'm not welling up. <laughs> it's fine for you to be Tupac over Biggie, but... Well, actually, you told me that you said some messed up shit about Tupac on your first one, didn't so listen, you? Listen, OK, so... no, do you know what, Maya? We did talk about it before we started recording, but this is a good uh, a good time for us to redress this this uh, 
this ongoing issue that people have had with the podcast. On the first episode of this podcast, when did we record that, Rupert? Two, 2015? Yeah, yeah, five yeah five years ago, yeah. So when we did that uh, episode, it was in your Rupert's office on his laptop. We didn't have any microphones. It was back in the day. Yeah. And I said some throwaway things about Tupac, right? <laughs> okay. Like, he can't rap and I don't really like him. Oh, by the way, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Led by Mark Smith, okay, who was our first guest on the podcast. Now, what I would say in hindsight is I was being sort of deliberately kind of uh, prickish. And secondly, I do recognise Tupac and the impact that he had on the culture. So, guys, I- I'm about to say, guys, can you stop messaging me? Nobody's messaging me about this. And in fact, <laughs> I was going to say, I-, yeah. I-, I would go as far to say as if anything, this is going to, th- this is absolutely poking the boon's nest. Yeah. Uh, no one, no one actually cared that much. No, did nobody did care that much. I think we may have got one iTunes review <laughs> or something where somebody <laughs> said. Anyway. Yeah, I love him. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So uh, what hip hop are you listening to now? Do you still listen to hip hop? What, what do you... Well, it, it differs because I love a little classic song. You know, my favorite song in the world is Stars P, Good Times. Really? I get high, I get high, I get high, I get high. It's a banger. It's a banger. That's my favourite ever song. Every day I need an ounce and a half. Uh, SP, the only flow that you know with a bounce and a half. Listen, kid, I need a mountain to cast so I can roll up, hop in the whip and like bounce to the ab. Uh, I get high because I'm in the hood. The guns is around. To take a blunt just to ease the pain and humble me now. And I'd rather roll something up. Because if I'm sober, dog, I just might flip, grab my guns and hold something up. I get in any mood if I hit that song. I get high. I love it. So that one still stays on the playlist, but otherwise it goes in and out. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I love the new wave of female rappers that are coming through now, in America especially. It's like a whole new taste. Purely inspired by Lil' Kim and passed on now like 2020, 2021 versions. And I just love it because I think it gives a different attitude. Like rap for a long time or hip hop for a long time is very much like, fuck bitches, get money. And then now the girls are like, yeah, I'll fuck him and take his money and get my own money too. And I'm like, you do you, boo. So I like the the empowerment that comes from women taking control in the rap world too. What, what do you think about um, the whole thing of like, it always feels like, and I don't, I, you know, I don't know how much is coming from the rappers themselves or how much is sort of people wanting to put that on them. But, you know, it always feels like there has to be, you have to have a favorite female rapper. Like with, 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 with male rappers, you can just listen to hip hop and you can like J. Cole, you can like Kendrick and you can like whoever, you can like Future, you can like whatever, it doesn't matter. But with, mm. with female rappers, it always feels like you're either Nicki or you're Cardi or you're, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a weird divisive thing that doesn't seem to, to happen with like, with male rappers, right? But then I just think that happens with women in general. It's like, okay, look, we can have a hundred men doing that, but there can only be one woman, you know, and it's got to be that one. It's just misogyny in life, I think. And it is bloody ridiculous because, yeah, I don't have a thing, favourite female rapper. I like different songs and I like them for different reasons and I think they're all badass. But, yeah, I think that's just silly society again, being like, who's your favourite? Let's pin them against each other. 
They do it a little bit with boys, but there's too many of the boys for them to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas there's not as many of the females, so they, they find it easier to get the two head honchos and, and pin them. But I really want Nikki and Cardi to be friends, to be fair. I think they'd make a great song together. They would, wouldn't they? Mm. Yeah, it would be insane. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying that. The way I said it was like I'm the first person that thought of that, <laughs> even though even though you're the one that suggested it. And then I went, they would, yeah. you know. So came some well, who do you prefer? This, is, you this prefer? is classic male... This is classic patriarchy here. I've heard Maya have an idea, and I'm trying to fucking claim it for myself. Um, who do I like? Do you know the truth is I've had a lot. I've, I've talked with, um, well, friend of yours as well, Maya, Catherine Ryan, about this a lot, right? Because Catherine is Love Catherine loves Cardi, right? And so yeah. Catherine, I'm going to be straight up and honest. Catherine sort of changed my mind about Cardi B because I'm a bit of a. I'm a bit more of a like a, a purist kind of, you know, uh, they've got to be able to spit, right? And like, if you haven't got the skills, if you're not respecting the five pillars of the art form, then what the fuck are you doing it? You know, all that kind of shit, right? That's kind of where I'm... So obviously, like, I, I got into, you know, Nicki Minaj, when she first was on Monster, and then, you know, I was like, holy shit, this is like, she can like properly, she's got skills, right? And Cardi B, Look, I'm not, I'm not, without, you know, Cardi B's not the same rapper as Nicki Minaj, obviously, right? So, yeah, but they've yeah. got, they've got different, they've got different strengths. I'd say Nicki, you know, if you're talking about pure lyricism, Nicki and Cardi aren't in the same, they're not in the same level. Nicki, Nicki like really goes hard on her lyrics, right? And so when Catherine was telling me that she really liked Cardi, I was just like, come on, Catherine, are you fucking joking, mate? <laughs> like, do you really, do you really like this? And then Catherine was like, look, it's not just about, multi-syllabics and like all this kind of shit she's like you know the attitude the whole her whole whole way of being her whole the whole the 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 courage the conviction that she shows in her records uh you know all of that there's a whole lot more to cardi yes and i think a lot of people unless you followed the journey you wouldn't appreciate it because we all saw her starting on like reality tv or doing like silly videos on instagram and she's remained exactly the same person especially when people would cuss her about it or diss her like being a stripper before, whatever. And she was like one of the first that I saw anyway in my generation, like women to embrace the fact of like, yeah, I was a stripper at yeah. Like, you know, and owning whatever people would try and diss her about and actually just running away with it. And I'm like, that is so, she's inspirational for that reason of like, yeah, okay, this is where I come from. This is what I was, da 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 Take it or leave it. I'm still going to do my thing. And I think that's, it's wicked. Cardi is, uh, she's one of these people that, I don't think you could ever offend her. Like, you know, like it feels like she's completely unflappable. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's... She just owns her shit, like flaws and all. And I think that's like the, the best quality to have because how can anybody diss you if you just own everything? It's like, what? Okay, you don't like this? You don't like that? Oh, well, that's me. Yeah. Take it or leave it. And it's like, it's really good for, you know, a lot of people will disagree with the messages sometimes that she puts out or whatever. But as a young woman, when she first came out, I don't know, it might have been like 20 or something like that. Like watching her be unapologetically herself opens so much doors for, you know, other women to be like, okay, people could cast me about this, but I'm going to embrace it and flourish now. And I think she's she's like a, a really important person in society for those reasons. What did you think about all of the um, sort of, not kickback, but like, you know, the people sort of talking about WAP and how offensive it was. And like, you know, people like Snoop and that were coming out going, I don't really think that women should be talking like that and stuff did, did were you were you across that no i didn't really see it too much i knew that there was i just knew there would be that kind of conversation anyway but it's like oh bloody hell wake up like you lot have been talking about vaginas and tits and ass for years and we just deal with it but then as soon as a woman owns her own narrative it's like oh god no <laughs> like fuck off so i just think yeah i think whatever i think more to it i'm quite a. I don't know how to word it i'm very like say what you think thinking I think in my friend group anyway maybe not if always online or whatever and I don't know we've always spoke like not we've not always called ourselves whaps whatever you want to call it but like it's equality if a boy can say whatever he wants about that then why can't we you shouldn't be offended I, I agree Rupert did you you're a big fan of that song aren't you <laughs> uh, am I <laughs> yeah, you always going on. You hated it, didn't you, Rupert? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I am a big fan of video, especially. Of course. Oh, fucking. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, I mean, who doesn't love? I think my favourite experience of that song is w watching my mum hear it for the first time. <laughs> Beat it up, nigga, catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. So 
up your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I wanna ride. I do a kegel, wellness inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This pussy is wet, come take a dive. Tie me up like I'm surprised. That's role play, I wear disguise. I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. Make it cream, make me scream. I mean, it is brazy, like it's wild to hear, like, if you understand what a WAP is, like a wet ass pussy on like daytime radio and stuff is probably going to shock a couple uncles and aunties. But, but it's weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird yeah. how, for some reason, because like, for some reason that song is more, sh- it, mm. it, it's, it's sort of that, it's the strength of it really, that because of misogyny, whatever you want to call it, that that song mm. to our ears or to the society's ears is more shocking than all of the male-led rap songs that we've heard that are as sexually graphic as that, that are as sexually as that, right? But then suddenly mm. we hear two women talking like that. You're like, this is really, this, this is really full on. And you go, well, it is full on, but equally, there are sh- there are shit loads of songs that you could name by male rappers. Mate, t- speaking of two back, the fucking how do you want it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> All of the lyrics in there are wild, and I was bloody I don't know sixteen singing along like I love the way you act to your hips, like talking about shagging. Didn't even know anything about it. Fine, no one would have blinked an eye. But if you sing what what what, you know what I mean? That's that's terrible. Apparently, you do have to listen to the lyrics fully. What, what I, was say, I was saying to a mate the other day, like my dad passed away like about nine ten years. This not, I'm not going to take this down a dark alley, don't worry. But like, when, when, <laughs> when, when, my, when my some of his brothers came over for his funeral, um, my uncle, one of my uncles said said to me and my brother, it was on the day of his funeral, said, oh, um, Ramesh, we've got some, guys, we've got some music that we want to put on that really reminds us of your dad, right? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, so they put it on, and what was clear is that they'd listened to the chorus, but hadn't listened to any of the verses. So it was all... <laughs> So the choruses were like, I, I really miss you. But then it was like, the verses were like, the touch of your body, you know, <laughs> feeling you close to me. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> oh, no. So I, was, I, was, I just stood there looking at my brother like, how the fuck do we, how are we going to break this to my uncle? This is like really inappropriate. Oh my god! <laughs> like, that is great. Just like my dad's funeral, just a fucking load of like horny slow jam, just playing. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked a bit about um, the lyrics and stuff because we normally sort of talk about what you don't like about hip hop, but we we sort of chatted about that. Mm. Do you hold rappers accountable for what they say, or do you think you're under pressure to sort of deliver this sort of stuff? And I understand where you're coming from. What you know? What's your kind of take on it? I mean, obviously, I think a lot of it is by judge by case because some of it could be like, I don't know, if they were a little teenager and they made a stupid lyric and then they apologise and move forward, then cool. But if it's like they're a fully grown man, they're actively doing the same shit and it's wild, like, Future, I'm just not a fan of. Not really because of his lyrics, actually just because of his ways. You know, he's like the toxic king and I'm like, I don't want to support that. But same way, if I'm in the club and then I will have a bop, I'm not going to stand there with my arms folded. I mean, yeah, it depends on the level. Like, if we're talking R. Kelly levels, can't play him again. Yeah. But if we're talking, well, yeah, even Chris Brown. Like, I like him pre-Rihanna situation. After Rihanna's situation, I just didn't really fuck with him. Uh, how has Chris Brown got the past that he's got off the mm. back of that? It is wild. Like, it is so wild because of how big Rihanna is as well and how prominent she is in our industry still to this day. And he's still active as well. I'm like, it obviously was just different times. Like the cancel culture wasn't as big when it happened and the internet wasn't as big when it happened. And I think if that situation was to happen nowadays, there's no way you would even be getting played anywhere. But do you, do you reckon, they're fucked up. It's so mad because I, I just thought this is so fucked up, right? Like so incredibly fucked up. Mm, yeah. It's just like, it's like people just went, oh, do you know what though? He does write some bangers. Yo, know I think I need to just move on beyond it. It's so mad. It's so messed up that I'm convinced, yeah, and it's not right at all, but I'm convinced that maybe it's not so much in 2021 now, but before, like, as long as you were making good music, people would forgive you for murder. Like, literally, it's like, well, you know, separating the artist from the the person or whatever it is, separating the artist from the song or, yeah, yeah, whatever the word is. And I think now it is changing a little bit and like you can't really escape it if you're doing some fucked up shit you're gonna get called out for it and people will be on your ass but for many years especially pre-twitter and pre 
you know, Instagram popularity, you could really in the industry get away with doing fucked up stuff as long as you were making loads of money and getting the label album sales and all that kind of stuff, which is just wild. Like, huh? It's fucking mad. Uh, live hip hop. Have you been to, have you been to many gigs? Yeah, I've been to a few. Like, I think my first ever, ever concert, just in general, he's growing, but Devlin was my first ever concert that I actually paid and went to as a child, well, child, teenager, 12-year-old, however old I was. So where did you see Devlin? I saw him at Islington 02. I lived in Bristol these times, so I came all the way up. I went to watch him, screamed every word, and Ed Sheeran was warming up for him. Can you imagine that? Wow. Seriously? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Holy Ed shit. Ed Sheeran was warming up for Devlin back in the day, which is crazy and then, now. What, how, did, how did a Devlin audience take to Ed Sheeran doing a warm-up? I mean, I like. I think I arrived kind of halfway through his set. Like, people were there, but people were more like at the bar getting drinks, you know. Yeah. It was a bit Russell Bustley. They took him in, but it was not like, fucking hell, look at Ed now. It was no, it was no big reception. Like the excitement started when uh, Devlin came out. It's so mad, isn't it? I wonder if, like, if you're that, because like with comedy, people generally turn up and listen to the support act as much as they do the main act, mm. right? But with mm. the amount of disrespect I have seen from crowds <laughs> who just don't give a shiny shit about the support they must know it though the artists must know to expect that i guess so they just yeah i wonder if like yeah but 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 sometimes you you know like because we've we've talked to rappers on here before who've said like i turn up at this thing it was clear that people went into it and i just thought i'm gonna make you fans of mine but i have been i've been at gigs where that's it's impossible the way the audience are they're so excited about seeing the main the main act they don't give a fuck you could literally fucking pull unicorns out your ass and they are not going to look at the stage man it's like yeah i am quite conscious of that like i'll always listen to the warm-up act i'll always you know what i mean because i know i've got friends that do warm-up stuff and i'm like yeah I'm trying to you know you support your your people because it does mean a lot and, and it depends who you're warming up to like some people will warm up for like fucking harry styles and then they've got a whole new audience mm, you know yeah. like they've got a whole new fan base so it really depends and it obviously worked out for ed to an extent because then yeah well in many ways i mean i think a lot of people say that ed does have everything to devlin you know, I mean? <laughs> you know what? it's so crazy like if you look yeah. back at that era like i had devlin as my fucking wallpaper on my phone i loved him and like i don't know why it was very weird it's probably like eminem to devlin it was a yeah, easy transition yeah. I mean, Devlin's great. Yeah, yeah. great i loved yeah. him back then and then I remember Ed Sheeran them times being like, he would roll with all the rappers, like the grime artists. So you'd see him with Getz or Rich or, you know, people like that. And he was the guitar guy that would do all the cool, you know, and it's, it is, it's like amazing to have watched the progression and how things go. But it's like, I think a lot of people that know Ed Sheeran now would be like, oh, he's the pop guy. And it's like, no, Ed Sheeran was really out here with all the rappers, yeah, like yeah. warming up, doing the sessions and everything like that. Like, put a bit of respect on his name. Yeah, he definitely, you know, he's earned his stripes to be in that in that world, isn't he? Definitely. Yeah. I, I so and, and what other gigs have you been to apart from Devlin? Oh yeah. I also I also watched J. Cole in Bristol, but I got kicked out for smoking in the toilets. It was at the O2 in Bristol. Right. I would have been about 15 sometimes, yeah. And me and my friend were smoking roll-ups in the toilets. I don't know why we thought we get get away with that, but that's like, a, that's, like a, like, that's quite a school thing. To, like mm-hmm. I used to smoke in the toilets at school. Uh, yeah, but it, I mean, it was such a like stupid thing because I missed the whole show. Like it was before it even started. We obviously couldn't wait. I don't know what the hell was going on. Like Bristolians, pre eighteen year olds, we're all mental. You know right. what I mean? Like everyone's a bit rago. So we went in, got a little wristband things, and then just fagged in the toilets and got dashed out straight away. So I remember standing outside, like listening and on the barriers, <laughs> trying to hear the songs and singing along to everything. Oh my night. god, were you guys? I was so sad. I was so, so sad because that was when I just first got into him. Like, and I didn't really know many of the songs, but it was like, yeah, we're going to a concert. It was downstairs from where we used to do ice skating on the weekends and stuff. Like, it was a big moment. But me and my friend downed a bottle of wine on our way there. I was like, you know, first drinks and that, getting mashed and just smoked in the toilets. Ruined the fun for both of us. But that's the type of stuff you do when you're little, isn't it? Yeah. I've learned. Would you have been yeah. going up? Would you have been going up front into into the into the mosh pit or whatever? Would you go up front back then? I think so. Yeah, I was really like I, I like in festivals. We used to go to so many festivals when we were younger, and I was always the like person that would just ask a random tall person like, "Can I get on your back?" and just get on someone's back and stuff. So, yeah, I would have found my way. I would have found that so difficult if somebody had asked me because I, I'd, I'd be like, I'd feel like I want to say no. 
but at the same time, sort of a sense of politeness, I would just probably go along with it. I would have ended up on your back. I would have, <laughs> I would have been on your back, Ramesh. I would have seen you from a distance. Well, there's a tool end. Let me climb. I remember going to see uh, Public Enemy. I know, who was it? It might have been Public Enemy. And I was like really excited to see them. And I was right at the front of the gig and I was in a really good spot. And just as the gig was about to start, a man that smelt worse than anything I'd ever smelt in my life settled next to me. <laughs> and and shoulders. I was just, no, but I was just stood there like thinking, how much do I want to have this view? Because I'm getting a fucking headache from this geezer. <laughs> like, you know, it was a real like 30 <laughs> seconds before the gig's due to start, like internal debate about what I do. And in the end, I just had to move. I was like, do you know what, mate? Well done. You've played the long game. You've worked for six or seven months on, on cultivating this smell. And you've earned yourself a spot at the front of the gig. Well done, mate. And that's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> what you listen to at the moment? Oh, sorry. This is the thing I wanted to ask you. So you mentioned Getz. His out new album is fucking insane, man. I love Getz. Yeah. You know, I love him so much that before I even met him, he's got a song uh, with Retchfree 2 and who else is on it? Retchfree 2, Getz, Squatcher and maybe somebody else called Skinny Saw. Yeah. And it was my anthem in school because I was so skinny and I just couldn't put on weight and all the girls had like big boobs and I was just a little twig. And uh, it was a Skinny sort song and it was about being skinny but still being able to like mash people up. And me and my brother learned it bar for bar and would go back to back. I remember Retro 2 had a lyric that said, just because I'm the skinny sort, they want to give me talk like I won't snap like a bit of chalk. And we used to find it so funny. <laughs> Like, oh, you're gonna snap in a fight, but that like the lyrics of the song are incredible because it's just all about being skinny but still mashing people up. Just cause I'm the skinny sort, they think they can fuck with me. Rude boy, that's a silly fool. More than difficult, please don't fuck with G. H-E-T-O, might just see foes and then bust that heat. I keep that on the D-Low, cause I don't wanna sit in court for 12 months on a spree. So tell them pucks I'm a cheat. Beats I've told I don't run to police. I'm a done with the grief, got a gun for the beef. So you can suck your mum, you're a chief. And please don't be under belief that I ain't one to release. Lots for the peace, aim for your head jumper and jeans. Then jump in the cheek with the pump and you leave. It's nothing to me. Now I'm trying to play with the... And like, I know it word for word. And the first time I met him, I was like, yeah, I know it's a bit weird, yeah. And it's a very old song, but I love Skinny Sword. He's like, why that song of all? And I spat it to him in his face, like, just because I'm the Skinny Sword, they think they can fuck with me, like that. And he was just like, you're right, okay. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I love him for his passion and his, like, aggression in every lyric. Like, he makes you do that. Yeah. When you listen to his songs. Yeah, it's it's uh that album, if you haven't heard listened to it, you've got to check it out. Conflict of interest, but like he has made it, it's a masterpiece. Viola Davis man will get away with murder. I know the pagans won't try to take things further. Try and all the basics before you use that burner. Old school jump out gang, bang, pull up and stir Call four five to get heads up. Mm, more life and less ups. Tour guide, I show you the best of. Then I pick back up where I left off. It's one of his best, I think. Yeah, it's so fucking good. It's so good. Um, what are you, um, what are you listening to at the moment, then? Well, Jarlin, I have a couple of playlists. You probably hate everything on there. Like that's my personal playlist that I listen to at the moment. Like Dave, is this is this something you've shared for public? Uh, well, I do this thing on my Insta stories where I put if it's like a picture or a video, I put songs on pretty much all of them, and every time people are like. What songs is? No, 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 no. So I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to make my personal playlist live yeah. for free. Like, this is just actually what I listen to. Yeah. But then sometimes I forget that other people can see it and I'm like, oh, that's a bit embarrassing. I've put Dolly Parton in the middle. But... Fucking hell, Maya. You've got 25,000 people following this playlist. Wow. Yeah, because people like my music taste. But you know what? I know this is a hip-hop podcast, but I like every genre. Like, I like indie. I like rap. I like old school. I like disco. I like... You know what I mean? Yeah. I love it all. Abba. But that playlist, I think, is more like R&B, hip-hop vibes. Yeah, but I do think. you know what? No, but can I tell you something? Like, you, yeah. um, you've you mixed up, like, you've got some, like, you know, proper, like, club stuff on it. But you've also got, like, Wale on here. You've got... Love him. You've got, obviously got J. Cole. You've got Styles P. So, so yeah. proper, you've got a proper mix here of different stuff, man. It's a blender. I yeah. also have a Valentine's playlist and I have a like house and soul playlist as well, if that's what you're into. So, YG. You know, there's different ones. Yeah, you've got YG on here. I mean, this is, 
I'm going to tell you something. Have you heard that YG song? Yeah, yeah, I love YG. I'm out on bail, these motherfuckers <laughs> trying to get me. That's like proper fucking blood music, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. I'm out on bail, these motherfuckers trying to get me. But I won't tell, so with some talent trying to hit me. I'm innocent as fuck, but they trying to pull that I'm guilty. These lower fees is crazy, thank God I'm playing with millies. In love with the streets, you buy yourself a nigga tricky. Beefing with my homies, all I think about is nips. Usually some tequila, but today I'm off the hitty. I did a show in America and one of the things we did as a publicity stunt was we started building the wall like on the Mexican border. We did it as a publicity yeah. stunt, we started building the wall like and pretending we're building Trump's wall and then we went to, <laughs> we went to knock it down as like a big statement about what Trump was doing. And um, it got shut down because like it just went, it, it went and got out of control. But one of the things we wanted to do was we wanted to play Fuck Donald Trump on my G, right? Like, Fuck like Donald Trump, yeah, the, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. and um, the, 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 everyone on the production said, you absolutely cannot, you can't do that, man. It's like, they were, they were going- What happens like, if you don't? I feel like enough people have said Fuck Donald Trump. I know, but right. they, I think they were like, I think what they were saying was, if you do a, if you do a knocking down a wall thing, then that is a statement about what you feel about the, Mexican immigration and stuff like that. If you do fuck Donald right. Trump, it becomes a bit more about, it becomes a bit more hyper-politicised. <laughs> a personal attack. Yes, exactly, exactly. I properly got all like, uh, rebel without a cause about it. So well, fuck, <laughs> if I want to fucking play that song, I'll fucking play that song, man. <laughs> can't stop me, but it turns out actually they could stop me. They just said, don't do it. Yeah, you got silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, look, I, the, the playlist gets a thumbs up, but you've got, how many playlists have you got? I've got three. One's a Valentine's one I did the other day just for girls wanted a Valentine's Day one. And um, the other one is Two Steppers, because I love Soulful House is my second love. Yeah. So, but that's all my mum inspiration. Like she, yeah, she she would live in Ibiza forever if she could, that vibe. Oh, but is she like planning on going straight back as soon as we can? Yeah, she keeps hinting like, I just bought my first house and she's like, right, so when's the Ibiza one then? And I'm like, honey, let me just sort out one mortgage. <laughs> but yeah, that's her dream is to get retired in Ibiza. So yeah, hopefully one day. Okay, well, look, Maya, it's been absolutely wonderful to talk I've to you. I've loved it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it, where, what, so is, is Glow Up the next thing of yours that we can check out? Um, yeah, I think it's actually, I found out today, I think it's coming out in April, so that's in a minute. But okay. I just am always doing random bits and bobs, and I, I'm trying to have time off. Like, I've not had time off since I was, like, bloody 16. Mm. So I want to just do that whole, like, backpacking travel thing for half the year. Really? Where are you going to go? Yeah. Well, I love Brazil. When I was 18, I went and worked in Brazil for two months for a football channel, actually. I, I love sports, too. It's another dimension of me. And I did... Uh, we, we covered the World Cup for Hyundai and Copa 90. I don't know if you know who they are. They're on my football channel. Yeah, yeah no, For two months. Yeah, and it was, like, my favourite thing ever that I've ever done. So I want to go back to Brazil and do that and then just go, like, wherever the, the wind takes me with a rucksack. Okay, so... Uh, make sure you look out for uh, Glow Up coming out in April or, failing that, uh, look at Brazil. Uh, look at me, yeah. travelling on the back, back, yeah, hustling. I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Maya, thank you so much for joining us, man. You've been brilliant. We really appreciate it. Pleasure. All right, take care. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>